It's the Puff and Steph Podcast. The Puff and Steph Podcast. And look, Puff and Steph are both here. Hey, girl, what up? Hey, hey we're back together again. The, yeah. the, the band's back together. Yes, Steph is back. She's been on vacation. Oh, man, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. Um, I wanted to start by saying something before I forget it. Um, a friend of mine who watches our videos on Facebook, <laughs> being very honest with me, he said that it looked like I had like, he like paused the video at one point and said, it looks like you have like a double chin. And it's because I have weird tan lines on my neck. And I think that sometimes it looks like I have like, apparently to some people, it looks like I have like three chins and I just am very self-conscious. So I have to clear this up. I just have weird tan lines. See? Okay. And sometimes I guess it I guess it looks like multiple chins. That's what I was told. So I wanted to clear that up because I got nervous that other people were thinking that too. Um Okay, why do you care? Okay, let's not get into this. You know that I care. I mean, I have double chins and I don't have to make statements about them. Well, he called me out about it and then I was like, "Wait, I think I just have weird tan lines." And I got self-conscious about it. You know how I am. That's how I am. Right. You don't need to ask questions about why I am this way. All I right. just am. Double chins are bad, says Steph. <laughs> no, but I, he, he called me out about it. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <clears throat> All right. Steph wants to make sure because she's self-conscious that everyone knows the truth while at the same time making <laughs> me self-conscious about my life. Okay. Oh, stop it. All right. Let's talk about one of your favorite places. We got some Disney news uh, to talk about. I don't know if you heard about this. One of the logs on Disney World's Splash Mountain ride. Do you know that ride? Yes, I love Splash Mountain, and they're changing it, and I'm so upset. But anyway, yeah. Well, it's sunk into like the to the ride with riders in it. Passengers tweeted last uh, late or late Sunday they were past the big drop and just beyond the final riverboat scene. Do you know what you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. When the ride stopped and the log started filling with water, a Disney World employee, oh, no. who obviously hadn't dealt with the situation before, told the riders to stay in the boat. <laughs> so they're stay just there. Like, stay in the boat, stay in the boat, ma'am, stay in the boat. And meanwhile, she's just sinking in, like into the water. Like, is it? Am I going down with the ship? Am I like? Don't the, get out of the boat. Am I like the band in Titanic? Here on, on the log flume. Uh, it, it, went, it went under as soon as they all stepped out. Pictures, I've actually seen these, show the water uh, would have been up to their necks. So imagine, imagine you're sitting there in uh, Splash Mountain and you're just like, you're, you're up to your neck and you're just like, so is this like the new feature? Maybe it's a good idea that they're getting rid of the, the log flume. Well, they're redoing it. Um, I didn't know it was reopened. They had shut it down to redo the theme of it. I think there was something about people didn't like the theme of it and thought it was offensive somehow. Yeah, I think it has. I think it has something to do with uh, uh, something the Disney movie, something of the South or something. It's called. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So why they're I'm redoing the theme. Okay. Well, maybe they should. Maybe while they're at it, maybe do some safety checks. Maybe, maybe wouldn't hurt. Maybe make sure that uh, your 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 rides don't have holes in them when you have a water ride. 
That's terrifying, and I can't believe that they just kept being told to stay in the boat. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out. Uh, okay, continuing down our Disney path, a Twitter user who goes by the name of Mustard Clown tweeted oh. that him and his girlfriend were having an argument, and I'm curious to know what you think, over whether or not the toys in Toy Story could actually die. I don't know why they are having that argument, but they are. Must Ooh. Mustard Clown argued that they were immortal, while his girlfriend thinks they can die. The rest of the internet joined in because he tweeted this out. Then a voice of authority, whose name is uh, Lee Unkrich, he actually directed Toy Story Three. Uh, he said, "Where the toys almost ended." He talked. That's the one where the toys. Spoiler alert! Almost ended up in the furnace. Remember? Right. Remember? Um, he wrote. They live as long as they exist, but if they were to be utterly destroyed, say in an incinerator, game over. That's what he says. That, that's it. That's what I was kind of picturing. I feel like as long as they're like not destroyed and they're still put together, they're going to live forever. But if they're like hit with a hammer and like burst into pieces, that's it. Sadly. Yeah. Have you thought about this? Have you given much thought to whether or not the Toy Story characters are immortal? I've actually never thought about it, but it's an interesting argument. But I do feel like they live forever. I don't think that like Mr. Potato Head's just gonna kill over one day, like from a heart attack. Right. You know, because like they do. They even have, does he even have a heart to have a heart attack? Right. Like nothing can go wrong when you don't have real organs. I mean, you're gonna live forever. So um, again, I don't. It's not that I don't think I've seen Toy Story 3. I think I might have seen it once, and I don't really remember it well. Uh, that Like, Andy's all grown up by then, right? The kid, and is he, yep. is he supposed to give these toys away or something? I don't know. I'm trying to remember, because there's four of them now. What, you yeah, don't he, remember? Well, I get what happens in one movie mixed up, but yeah, someone else ends up with the toys because Andy grows up and goes away to college, which is very sad for the toys. Obviously, it's an it's emotional. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, no, I get that. So <laughs> forever, I give you crap about running outside, and I give you reasons not to run outside, and I share with you stories about finding dead bodies and things like that. Well, in Florida, um. Someone's car broke down on the shoulder of I-95 and just got lucky, I guess, right where they broke down, right where they broke down. The woman looked over and saw a dead body. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Why does this keep happening? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I guess none of us are safe, whether or not we're jogging, biking, driving our car. Driving, I yeah. mean, this is actually a really good way to promote taking care of your vehicle. You know, promote <laughs> may you maybe regular maintenance, get the oil changed. <laughs> you know, make sure Pete, make sure you're following along with, with your maintenance schedule because you never know if you get, uh, you know, if your car breaks down on the side of the road, you never know what kind of dead body or multiple dead bodies you'll find. Right, but if your car's in you know good shape and you don't break down, you're not going to find the dead body next to your broken down car. I've been broken down on the side of the road twice. Once when I was in college and once, I don't know what I hit, but I got a nasty flat tire coming home from a, a baseball game here. 
both times, as far as I'm aware, dead body free. But next time I might not be so lucky. So I have to, you know, keep the maintenance on the car up. Right. And when you do break down, keep an eye out because you never know what you're going to find, apparently. I almost don't want to find one. Like, right. if I saw one, I might just be like, yep, I didn't see that. Nope, look away. Everything's fine. I, I, Everything's re fine. I really don't want the, uh, you know, the paperwork and stuff no. of finding a dead body. A I would make the news, probably. It might be good for the show. That's true. You could be quoted on the news. They'd be like, Puff, how did you find this dead Local body? podcaster finds dead body after talking about finding dead bodies on his show. <laughs> A little too convenient? I think so. He's now the prime suspect in the death of this person. <laughs> See, that would definitely make headlines. Yeah. Maybe some attention I don't want, which is strange because I want most attention. Coming up in just a few minutes, the advice column is back. This person flat out says, Steph, don't hate me. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's the Puffin' Steph Podcast. During this time, many are out of work and struggling just to get by. It's good to know that your friends at Capital City Buy and Sell in Harrisburg have your back. If you're in need of extra help during the pandemic, you can pawn or sell unwanted or unneeded items that you may have laying around your house, including jewelry, electronics, tools, musical instruments, and a whole lot more. Capital City Buy and Sell is open seven days a week, and they're always paying cash. Plus, they have low pawn interest and terms if you aren't quite ready to say goodbye to your item just yet. Capital City Buy and Sell, 3517 Walnut Street, Harrisburg. Online at harrisburgpapawn.com. Great news, everyone. American Shaman of PA's doors are back open for normal operations, and they're ready to bring you the much-needed relief that you've been waiting for. They care about their customers, and their customers keep coming back for more. Steve K says, American Shaman products drastically decrease my back pain and relieve my stress in just one month. Thank you. Stop by your local American Shaman of PA store for a free CBD sparkling water and free samples. Find their locations and more at hempishealth.com. Do you love saving money but hate buying one of those coupon books filled with places you'll never go to? Well, here comes Quick Save Coupons to save the day. Quick Save Coupons is an app where you can find savings for restaurants, stores, and experiences that you will love. And here's the best part. It's free. No big coupon books to buy. No websites to give your information to. Quick Save Coupons will show you all of the savings in your area right on your phone. Just go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Quick Save Coupons app. Then start saving money on many of the places you already go to. Now back to the Puff and Steph podcast. The advice column is back. Uh, remember how last week I said it was the juiciest advice column ever? Yes, and it was. Yeah, so uh, my cleaning lady w was here the next day, and she goes, was that one real? Was that a real thing? Did somebody really do that? I go, yeah, I got the email. And she's like, that's crazy. And then I started thinking about the people I may know who did. <laughs> She's like, do you know any of these people personally? Are they from here? Because she like, she kind of lives around the same area I do. And I was like, they right. did not tell me where they lived. I did not do any research other than the email I got. <laughs> do I know the person who emailed me's real name? Yes. Because, you know, if they were named, if they were named, you know, like Joe Smith, it was like Joe Smith. Or it's like Joe.Smith at Gmail or something like that. Um, right, but we can't reveal that. No, 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 no. Um, she was just like, that was crazy. I, was, I know. And if you're into that stuff, uh, this is definitely not 
the week for you. We do have a we do have an advice column, but it's not nearly as juicy. I'm just warning you. Don't get used to what we had last week. I don't think that's a common occurrence. And if it is, I don't think it's one that we're going to get asked about a lot. Um, this is this is from Becca. As far as I'm aware, it's her real name. I don't think she cares whether or not her real name is out there. Dear Puffin Steph, this is a hard email to write because I think Steph is the nicest person and I don't want her to be mad at me. Oh, Becca, what are you doing with your life? A few weeks ago, my husband randomly brought home a dog. Dog's name, Buster. Buster! We already have two, so what's three, right? Right. A a friend was moving out of the country and was unable to take his dog with him. That's weird. Uh, That's stupid. Take your dog, but anyway. Moving out of the the country. I mean, who knows what kind of weird laws... The kind, I don't even, I'd like to know more about that. Where's he moving to? Right. Anyway, um, so apparently without asking, my husband said we would take him in. At first, I was all for it. It was such a wonderful surprise. Oh, okay. So apparently the husband brought Buster home as a surprise. Look, I adopted a new dog. Surprise, new family member. Okay. That's exciting. I'd be thrilled. Yeah. Even she said such a wonderful surprise. Well, In the last few weeks, our world has been turned upside down because of this dog. He ran away twice. I mean, like, really ran away. First time was for about 12 hours, and the last time it was a day and a half before we found him. He constantly, randomly attacks our other dogs. We have to keep him in a second room now. We hope that this will get better in time. And on top of all of that, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to him. My two other dogs are the hypoallergenic type. And Buster isn't. Ow. And I find myself congested and sneezing all the time. Not to mention, I break out in mild hives anytime I play with him. <laughs> oh, no. Here's the sad part about all this. Even though Buster is a pain, he's a really sweet dog. I'm just not sure he fits here. I love dogs, and I can never imagine giving one up. In fact, I used to ridicule people that would give their dogs to rescues or even worse, abandon them. I used, to, I used to listen to your pet spotlight when you guys were on the radio and curse the dog's previous owners while, <laughs> while listening to the stories. Yes, back on me too. Now I fear that I might be one of them. Am I wrong to consider rehoming Buster? Should I give it more time? I know we can give him a good life, but I don't know if we're the right fit for him. Steph, please don't hate me. Becca. So that so that's Becca's uh, conundrum. She has a dog that was randomly brought home, and I think like you've worked with rescues a lot, and I think sometimes it could be a pain in the butt um, rescuing a dog, depending on how many rules and stipulations and things like that that the rescues have. But they're put into place for a reason, and this is a prime example of that reason, right? Right. Because I don't want dogs to be brought back after a few days, or even I've seen dogs brought back with, within less than 24 hours if things aren't working out. So that's why they try to make you like aware of what you're getting into. Right. They do. First, you go to the rescue, and you have a in-person visit. Then they bring the dog for a home visit. And then who knows? Like, I, I'm sure some rescues do a temporary thing. Uh, you know, right. you know, like you're almost test driving it, even though that's not the greatest. It's an right. analogy. Like a trial run. Right. <laughs> um, 
Uh, trial runs way better. I don't know why I thought Test Drive. Um, <laughs> test Drive, a 2018 boxer. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Becca, and I don't know if I'm with Steph on this one. I'll give you what I think. Um, I think it's best you probably do rehome, and I'll tell you why. Is it possible the dogs start getting along? Yes, 100%. Is it possible that when Buster um, realizes this is his home, your home is his home, he's not going to run away or he's not going to have that threat of running away? Yes. But your health has to come first. And if you're like getting congested and sneezing and you break out in hives, even though you called them mild hives, they're still hives. <laughs> mild. You, you know maybe it is best that you take your time, you know, don't rush to it. If you can, if you can stand having him there, take your time and maybe try to find a, a better home for him or see if the previous owner has anyone else in mind that could take him. That's just what I think. I I, unless you want to take Benadryl the rest of your life or the rest of Buster's life, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a good fit. And I don't think as long as you find a good home for him, I don't I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. How am I doing? Am I okay? Um, my thought is that maybe give it a little bit more time. And I only say that because A, um, my father is allergic to dogs and we had two, three dogs my entire life growing up. And again, I'm not this is not for me to say because I'm not the one that's having allergic reactions and hives. But I know that he took medicine and he was relatively comfortable um, with that. So I know that people do get through that. And again, I'm not the one experiencing it, but I know that people who are allergic to dogs do deal with it. And also number two, um, whenever we brought Zoe home, Miley and Angel hated her and it was really bad. I mean, it probably took like 14, 16 months before they all really got along and like Zoe was really accepted. So. You know, it's, it depends on how patient you're willing to be and how much time you have to put into it. But it really can get better in time. Dogs are very adaptable. But if you do need to rehome, I do not hate you at all um, because you obviously have a good heart and they're trying to make it work. And I think like Puff said, maybe reach out to the previous owner and see if they have anybody else. Like giving it to a shelter is hard because then you don't know how long it'll be there. But if you can find another family to take it, I think that would be great. All right. No, I, I I tend to agree with you. I just, I I I'm allergic to cats, and that's right. The wife knows that we're and she likes cats. I I I don't know. I don't hate cats. I just allergic to them. I just I don't find them as fun as dogs. Um, right. But she knew going into this relationship, going to this marriage. That we can never have cats. Now, am I right. am I deathly like allergic to cats? Like I'm gonna die if they're in the house? No, but don't tell my wife that. Okay, right? She doesn't need to know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like whenever we're in a house with cats, I totally played up. I like start poking myself in the eye so it gets all red. I'm like, I'm like oh, just a, just a friendly reminder that we can't have cats. Just a friendly <laughs> reminder that we can't have cats as I'm poking myself in the eye, making it all red. Um, my brother-in-law, uh, the one from England, he is also allergic to cats, but they got one and I guess he takes 
like pills whenever that like I don't want to take I don't want my pet to make me sick. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, I get it, but like I said, it, it's not my call for her because I've never experienced it. But I know that people, like you said, your brother-in-law, people do deal with it. Yeah, I think he was. See, but the problem is, I don't think it, I don't think he's dealing with it because he really wanted a cat. Now that he has the cat, he loves the cat. Don't get me wrong, but I think it was kind of like he didn't know how to stand up to his wife. You know, like my <laughs> my wife's sister. I didn't think I don't think he knew how to say no. And right. He, he's British, so he's polite, right? He's like. Oh, jolly good. Let's get a cat. You know, <laughs> I think that's what it turned out to be. Right. All right, Becca, um, two opinions on your issue. Kind of close, but um, I, yeah, I would say at the end of the day, if you're going to rehome it, definitely try to find a family rather than a shelter. A lot of them are overwhelmed all the time anyway. So right. maybe, you know, just do your best to not put it in a shelter. Do your best to, to find a home home for it. All right, uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, I'm curious to know where Steph's going to go on this one. I know where a lot of women go, but I also know she's from Perry County. That's the X Factor. We'll talk about it. It's the Puffin Steph Podcast. During this time, many are out of work and struggling just to get by. It's good to know that your friends at Capital City Buy and Sell in Harrisburg have your back. If you're in need of extra help during the pandemic, you can pawn or sell unwanted or unneeded items that you may have laying around your house, including jewelry, electronics, tools, musical instruments, and a whole lot more. Capital City Buy and Sell is open seven days a week, and they're always paying cash. Plus, they have low pawn interest and terms if you aren't quite ready to say goodbye to your item just yet. Capital City Buy and Sell, 3517 Walnut Street, Harrisburg. Online at harrisburgpapawn.com. Great news, everyone. American Shaman of PA's doors are back open for normal operations, and they're ready to bring you the much-needed relief that you've been waiting for. They care about their customers, and their customers keep coming back for more. Steve K says, American Shaman products drastically decreased my back pain and relieved my stress in just one month. Thank you. Stop by your local American Shaman of PA store for a free CBD sparkling water and free samples. Find their locations and more at HempusHealth.com. Do you love saving money but hate buying one of those coupon books filled with places you'll never go to? Well, here comes Quick Save Coupons to save the day. Quick Save Coupons is an app where you can find savings for restaurants, stores, and experiences that you will love. And here's the best part. It's free. No big coupon books to buy. No websites to give your information to. Quick Save Coupons will show you all of the savings in your area right on your phone. Just go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Quick Save Coupons app. Then start saving money on many of the places you already go to. Now back to the Puff and Steph podcast. Steph, are you pro or anti hunting? Oh, this is a tough one for me because I love animals and personally I could never do it. But like you said earlier before the break, I'm from Perry County and pretty much everyone there hunts. Heck yeah. Um, All my... Yeah, my my parents never did, like my dad never did, but like all my friends' parents did, a lot of my guy friends do it, so I'm not against it. But I don't always enjoy the dead animal pictures on Facebook, because I like what, animals. What you know? about, and I guarantee being from Pico, you went into some Pico houses and you saw this. What about animal heads hanging on the, on, on, in the, on the wall in rooms of the house? It's not my favorite thing, but like you said, it's all over Perry County, so I'm kind of used to it. I personally don't ever plan on having a bunch of those necessarily hanging above my 
living room couch. All right, so let's say you meet the man of your dreams, and he just happens to be a hunter, and he wants to have at least one room in the house where he can hang all of his dead carcass trophies all over the wall. See, ideally, that could be his man cave, and I'm to, or like a basement, and I'm fine with that. But I don't want it to be necessarily the centerpiece of my living room. It's over like your fireplace. <laughs> no. This giant elk head that he shot. <laughs> no, well, that makes me kind of sad. I ask you this because out of California, they're trying to restrict trophy hunting by banning importation or possession of endangered animal parts. Let me explain. If a L.A. hunter, you know, guy lives in L.A., but he hunts. Let's say he's wealthy. He goes over to Africa. He pays the fees, right? Because in Africa, it is legal to hunt things like elephants, things like lions, things like tigers. If you have, I don't like that. If you have the fee. Well, those fees actually pay for the... What's the word for the benefit of the species in that area, if that makes sense? So the there the fees and these are we're talking thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars come in from one single person, millions of dollars a year, tens of millions of dollars a year come in from these hunters that want to hunt a lion, and in turn they use that money to help preserve the lion population and help protect the lion population from like poachers. So they'll only let you shoot and kill X amount of these animals a year. And the rest will, and the rest will hopefully grow and grow and they'll keep growing the population. It's actually helped grow endangered species populations in Africa. Did you know that? Okay. I did not know that. It seems a little backwards. Like, Hey, go kill a lion right. and give us money so that we can help lions live. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It seems backward, but it's all about like there a lot of them on like are like wild game preserves. And in order to maintain those wild game preserves, you need money. And how do you get money? Okay. You say, well, we can allow, and I'm just throwing out a number cause I don't know what that number is, but we can allow 50 lions to be shot this year. But in turn, they're helping you know keep that area safe from poachers. So, okay. so the population can actually tick up, and it has. Um, but California now says that if I love hunting and I live in California and I fly to Africa and I shoot an elephant and and I and I it's mine and I legally do it, I am actually not allowed to import that elephant head or whatever. Or lion head or ivory tusk or whatever. I'm not allowed to import that back to put on my wall at all. I'm not allowed to possess it. Wow. What do you think about that? I mean, I got to say, as an animal lover, especially those species that be endangered, like, I don't hate that law. Although, if you're legally allowed to do it in Africa... It kind of it's like a conflict that you can right. like then you can't bring it back. So what do you do? Right. I mean, there, there's there's already things um, like laws like you're legally allowed to like smoke weed in Amsterdam, but I can't take it and bring it on a plane and bring it back home. I can't right. I, I can't buy it in Amsterdam legally and then import it back to America. Right. Um, so there there are. You know, precedent set, if you will. 
But um, I think this is a little messed up, to be honest with you. Because yes, I, it's not for me. I'm not a guy. I don't. I'm not. I don't really have a big game hunting bucket list tab, tab that I like to mark off. But um, if you pay, and it's going to actually the benefit of the of the mass population minus the one you take down. Um, I don't. It's not at that point. What is you've already done it. The animal's already dead. So what's the point of of you know trying to govern whether or not I can bring it into the country? I guess they probably think that it's going to discourage people from doing it at all. Because why would you do it if you can't bring it home? Maybe. So maybe that's their goal. But could people fly into a different state and then ju- drive with their <laughs> elephant head into California? You know, <laughs> sir, what do you have in your back? Uh, it looks like a it looks like a tiger head. What are you doing? What are you doing a tiger head? Is that from Africa? No, it's Carol Baskins. <laughs> I took care of it. Right, you'd have to hide it. You'd have to hide it. Wow. All right, time to stump Steph. A recent survey says that fifty one percent of men do this for the family. What is this? Fifty one percent of men do this for the family. What is this? Is this something around the house? Um. No. Like taking out the trash or no, something? No, it's not, it's not like that. They do this for their family. Oh, taxes. Nope. Nope. 51%. Mm. I would say that even less than 10 years ago, it was definitely the other way around. Women were doing this way more than men. And now it looks like men are doing it more than women. I do it more than my wife. At least lately. And it's not housework. No. Do this for their family. But it is a chore. How often do you have to do it? Is it like a weekly? I would say once a week. Some people go once every other week. Um, We do it about once every week. You have to go somewhere to do this? Yeah? Yeah. Although they're making it easier now. Grocery shopping. Did that give it away? <laughs> right before you said they're making it easier, it kind of started to click in my head. Yeah, we actually started doing the one where we order online and then drive to the store and they put it in your car for you. You mm-hmm. should do that. Have you done that? You should do that. It's the easiest I thing. I haven't done it yet. You don't have to step foot in the grocery store. You order everything online. You can. It's actually, it, it keeps us from like buying crap food too. Like you, right. you, you're not like, oh, I'll take this and this and this, and all of a sudden you look down, and you got eight different kinds of potato chips in your car. No, right. you, no, you don't have to do that. You just say, this is what I'm ordering, and this is what they bring out to you. Right, and you're not walking past like the Chips Ahoy and saying that they're on sale. Hundred percent. That's what we've been doing. That's cool. Nice. All right, just under half of all men surveyed said they keep doing this, or sorry, they keep this in their cars and trucks at all time. What is it? Just under half men said they keep this in their cars and trucks at all time. What is it? I wait, do I have, I have, nope. I actually have this. I didn't think I did, but I have this and normally I didn't, but I was doing something for the podcast. So now I have one of these in my car. Is it a weapon? No, definitely not a weapon. It's like the exact opposite of a weapon. Oh, tissues. Close. 
Napkins. Close. Paper towels. Close. <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> oh, that's why you have it. For, I was like, what does he have from the podcast in his car? When that's I was right. when I was a toilet paper fairy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, good times. All right, friends, that is your Thursday show. Steph will be back for what? Two shows in a row tomorrow. Yay. We will see you guys then. It's the Puffin Steph podcast.